will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Welcome to Leverage Addicts, the podcast for investors looking to maximize returns through leverage. Join host, seasoned mortgage professional and real estate enthusiast, Blandon Lerm, as we explore property investing strategies and learn how to navigate the market to build new wealth. Hello everybody, it's Blandon here from Leverage Addict Podcast and today I want to introduce you to the flywheel effect, this concept that you can apply in your property investing. Now, who is it for? If you want to keep growing, if you want to keep making your portfolio larger, if you want to get unstuck because the bank says, hey, you've run out of servicing even though you've got a ton of equity, you want to build the largest portfolio ever, this concept is so important that I believe believe you will need to learn it and apply it in your investing journey as well. Now, the flywheel effect actually came from one of the most successful business that exists, which is the Amazon, right? When it introduced this concept, it became a case study for a lot of businesses to try and learn and replicate that in their business. In the same way, if we want to have unlimited growth in our properties, we can apply the same thing. So how does it work for Amazon? There are four elements to it, to this flywheel effect. Now, the first thing is to start with customers. How do we attract more customers? That's what Amazon is trying to figure out. And by attracting customers, they're going to be able to attract more sellers, right? If they attract more sellers, that is going to attract more products, more products, more customers, more customers, more traffic, more traffic, more sellers. As you can see, this is going to go faster and faster, right? For growth. And so this is what we call the flywheel effect. Now, how will we actually apply this in properties? You see, when we have a portfolio, we might just ask the question, how much more can I borrow? And if I can't borrow any more, you know, we blame the banks, we blame the broker, we blame the market, we blame a lot of things, and then we stop growing, right? And that's not the way we want to approach property investing. Because at some point, because the rules have changed, you will run out of servicing, right? It was a lot harder to run out of servicing, maybe when I first started sort of property investing when I first started brokerage there were two banks what happens is those two banks allowed investors to borrow money a lot easily and why is that right right now when you go to the bank they will look at how much your debt is going to be and then they're going to run a servicing test based on the interest rate plus a margin, right? So say, for example, if we want to borrow a million dollars, they are going to look at what the repayment is on that million dollars. And it's never going to be interest only because, you know, sometimes when we are investors, we will run a calculation based on interest only. The bank is going to test it on principal and interest. And they're also going to add a margin to the interest rate. So for example, if interest rates at seven, they're going to test it closer to 9%. And they're going to look at whether or not there's going to be sufficient income to service a 9 mortgage on principal and interest. And if it's an investment property, they will shrink down the loan term. So you have to service a mortgage that is 9% principal and interest, and it's a 25-year loan term. So if you buy it own-occupied, they will run the servicing calculation on 30 years, which is significantly longer, right? So your payments are lower. So that means to service an investment property is actually harder right now in the banking system that we have, right? So what was the difference 
between now and back then, sort of like six, seven years ago, sort of when I first started broking, there were two banks that allowed you to look at your existing mortgage repayments on whatever rate it is on and whatever repayment it is on. So for example, when you got the loan, they might have serviced it on a high interest rate. But after you settled a loan, maybe the interest rate is 5% and it's on interest only. So then when you were to take on new lending, they would think of that repayment as exactly what it is. So then when you look at new lending, it's going to be significantly easier, right? Because if you could buy cash flow positive property, now you're in a very good position because you won't run out of servicing as quickly. They do kind of shade the rental income as well. So there's two sides to the equation. You've got the mortgage repayment. Also, they want to have a buffer for the rental, you know, because of vacancy rate, because of your cost of maintenance, because of interest rate, the tax cost. Those are the things that they would consider in the calculation. So that's why borrowing capacity goes down really quickly after you buy one or two properties. In the current market, it's very likely if you bought a million dollar investment property uh, for most household, you are not going to be able to buy another one. So that's why it's so important to think differently in terms of how we approach investing because the rules are different. So we have to change the strategy. So now relating this back to the property flywheel, the reason why we hold on to what we have is because we don't have another deal in front of us. Let's face it, right? If you had to sell a property right now, and I tell you, you have to sell something in your portfolio at 100k loss, that's not going to sit right with you. You're going to be like, no, I'm not going to do that, Landon. There's no no need for me to do that. But what have I said to you? If you sell this property at 100k loss, I've got another one on the other end. It's going to have triple the cash flow. It's also going to have a higher valuation, which means you're going to have 200k equity in it. You're not going to worry about losing 100k, are you? Right. So the reason why you're worried about changing your portfolio is you can't see a better opportunity right now. But if the better opportunity is in front of you, you would be able to swap that out. The thing is, if you swap that out, you will also increase your borrowing capacity, meaning you could borrow more for another property later. So it's a no brainer, right? Like you would swap that opportunity at an instant. So how do you create a flywheel effect where you have more opportunities in front of you. As an investor, one thing that you'll notice that when you don't have a pre-approval, you might stop looking. And that is a, I guess, a pity, right? Because if you have built the skill to be able to find undervalued properties and you stop looking because you don't have a pre-approval, that is a very high value skill that you have developed. You have completely threw out of the window, right? When you learn how to find good properties, you can find properties where they are 100, 200, 300, 500,000 undervalue at times, right? Like 500,000 obviously is, you know, maybe a much bigger deal size, but you have developed a skill where you can identify opportunities that are significantly undervalued. So you want to just bring that skill back into your life because you want to use that skill. You know, this is talking about even if you had to take 50 hours to find, you know, like a hundred thousand, you can see that is a very good return on your time because even if you can't settle the deal, you could potentially offload it to other investors. So if you were to build this flywheel effect, the first is that you want to keep looking at deals, right? Because this is going to allow you to find opportunities that's going to allow you to replace the uh, properties that's already in your portfolio. That's going to allow you to give you more cash flow, more equity, and 
more borrowing capacity. So you want to constantly look for opportunities. And then any deals that don't sit well in your portfolio anymore, you can sell them. And when you sell them, you want to offload it in a community, right? So you sell them to other investors. And then other investors are going to also bring you more deals. So you can see this flywheel effect where you've got more deals. Some of them you're going to choose to hold. Some of them you're going to sell. And then if you sell some, you're going to build a name in the community. And the community is going to actually bring you back more deals because the more deals you go unconditional on, the higher the chance of agents bringing more deals to you. So now you've got a bigger selection of deals and then you can see how you can upgrade your portfolio. So now it becomes a flywheel effect because you can decide whether to hold on to the property. And sometimes you won't be able to hold on to the property. You can just offload it for a fee because there are three ways you can offload any property deal, right? The first one is obviously a double settlement, which is you have the contract and you would just on sell that for a fee, okay? Second one is to trade it. So you settle with second tier lender, using a big revolving credit, you do the improvements, maybe renovations, maybe you get a consent on it, and then you on-sell it. So that's the third way. And then the fourth way is just to refinance your existing portfolio and settle on that property. So that's basically the three three ways you can sort of settle on the property or do something with the property. But the third way is if you can't hold on to it because the bank won't lend you the money, you could in the interim settle with a second tier lender and then sell one of the existing property that have done its job. This is a new way to think about the game because it's not just about how much you can borrow, it's how you can constantly improve your portfolio so it can become self-sufficient, you can add more equity, you can recycle the equity. So this is really important. And if you had a million dollar approval, let's say that's your absolute max, for it to work in the property flywheel, it's to break that approval into two, even three properties. Because if you're approved for one million and you buy the million dollar property, property, you don't have that many options. You can only sell that one property and you have to look to diversify, break it into smaller parts. So in summary, if you want to come out of getting unstuck in your portfolio building, if you want to keep improving your portfolio, if you want to keep building equity and build a large portfolio, the flywheel effect is very important. And it's a concept that you need to look at implementing. One way you can start right now is just to join a community and learn more strategies right? Like you don't want to just be like, okay, I know how to buy a property to renovate, just get stuck on that one particular strategy. You want to go to join a community and learn all the different strategies that work. This is the best way to start. And again, of course, Mortgage HQ, we do have something like that if you want to join ours, but I'm not saying this is the only one, right? you got the Property Formula Workshop, which is a decent community where you can learn other strategies that you could apply in the flywheel effect, right? If you learn more strategies, you're going to see more opportunities more opportunities going to allow you to replace some of the older opportunities in your portfolio. So check out the Property Formula Workshop. You can Google it. The best thing is just join a community that has uh, people who really aspire to grow a big portfolio. Now, Facebook groups that are free don't count because, you know, you're just not going to get as valuable insights in there, right? You don't even know who is going to give you advice. A lot of the time, they might not even be a big investor themselves. So you want to join communities where there are really pro investors that you could learn from. So hopefully you've got something out of that concept. And again, we don't ask for much. And if you find value in this podcast, just share it with one person that you think would also find value in it. Until next time, I'll see you guys in the next video.